I know. I feel like this one needs to be called something having to do with velvet. Velvet operation. Operation velvet. Velvet marks. Robes. Velvet Rose. Operation Velvet, velvet Rose. Rose. That sounds like it is a romance That title. is a romance novel. What do you think the cover looks like? It's red, but like a deep, deep red. And there's like, uh, no, it looks like a it's satin. A, it's like a, it's a rose with like the satin where it looks like Like all the beauty right. and the beast Or rose. there's like a woman. Yeah. Or there's a woman with like a hood, like a druid. With a rose. Yeah. With a rose. With a rose when they're looking down. Yeah. And in the background, there's like the highlands. In the background, there's crystal balls. Crystal balls. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> so I'm Jenna. And I'm Jess. We don't introduce ourselves often. But we thought we should. <laughs> We said, does anyone even know our names? I don't know. So I was like, does anyone huh. even know who we are? Yeah. <laughs> like, because uh, when I listen to podcasts, I like to know who's talking. <laughs> yeah. Now you know. Now we have a name. Um. So we have a little bit of business. Oh, first, happy Galentine. Happy Galentine. It is uh, February 13th for us. It will be the 14th for you. So happy Valentine's. If you do not extend your Galentine's into the 14th. Yes. Day to celebrate. Female friendship. I think so. And waffles, according to Leslie Nope. Ooh, perhaps a heart-shaped waffle. Mm. Too much? Don't get crazy. Too much? All right. Felt, felt <laughs> right when it came out of my mouth, it felt too much. <laughs> I was like, let me take that back. <laughs> Who do you think we are? Let me take that back. Um, so I have um, some business first to take care of. Besides Happy Valentine's Day, first, I want to give a shout out to Stella. <gasps> Stella. On Instagram. She had sent us a message confirming. So remember back in Yoga to the People, all of episode like two or whatever, we were talking about the donation boxes being tissue boxes. And you were like, is it a regular tissue box? And I was like, no, I think it's like one of those like wooden ones. She said, no, they were actually paper cardboard like literally the ones that you like rip the the yeah the kleenex cardboard yeah yeah that is so crazy it was even i don't know maybe stella can tell us if it was like you know like one of those like like you buy them at like a supply yeah or if it was like uh from costco or something i don't know or maybe it was kleenex brand i doubt it was a kleenex brand probably like off brand not even kirkland it was like a kotex i'm just kidding kotex do they make i don't know i think think about cardboard and then it went straight to kotex kotex (laughs) that's a whole different kind of of, uh, yoga uh, studio tissue and then also christine doTERRA christine she had said she was listening to Buddhafield and then she watched Holy Hell. She said that she heard that Joe Rogan bought the One World Theater. Because remember, he's got that like what? anti-woke comedy club uh-huh. now. So I guess he tried to buy the One World Theater. What? Yeah, where they all were like doing ballet and stuff. Uh-huh. And it ended up falling through. Someone else bought it and now it's like a venue for... um like weddings and community performances and dances and stuff. You could just like rent it. But what the actual? I had no idea. Yeah, he definitely tried to buy okay, it. Okay, Joe. But he did not. Yeah, fell through. 
It fell through. Okay, Joe. I know. Anti-work. So those were like two random things that related back to old episodes that I thought I would share. That was cool that they reached out. I know. I like this. Same. So today we are talking about Rose Marks. And this is like a Valentine's Day-ish episode because it deals with romance novels and love and fraud. Oh, sprinkle a little bit of the fraud. The fraud. (laughs) So this has a trigger warning for suicidal ideation. So be warned that is involved later in the story. Actually recording in the morning, yeah. not at night. And so we're halfway not, through coffee, not even full way. So. Yeah, we're not full through coffee, but we'll see how this goes because we're not tipsy, but we are tipsy with the freedom of having no kids. We both and called no, in. And no work. We both called in. <laughs> we're playing hooky. I know. <laughs> I love it so much for us. Same. It's like a high I forgot about. Yeah. Me neither. It's, I, yeah. It's like, you know, like when you like ditch school and your bed feels like so much more comfortable because you should be at school, but you're in bed. This is like that much more exciting because we should be at work, but we're here. I know. I love it. We're here. I love it. We're here in our icebox. Actually, it's pretty warm. Icebox. Yeah. Blankets now. We've got blankies. We got some Baja blankies. And no, I'm cozy. Yeah, I am cozy too. I'm drinking a nice coffee. Okay. Always. You're crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, Okay. So. Across from the world-renowned Plaza Hotel. Do you get that reference? No. It's a Home Alone reference. Oh, Aldrich will get it. Oh, yeah. Wrong, wrong Galimba. Wrong Galimba. <laughs> okay, know your audience. And if anyone is wondering, the world-renowned Plaza Hotel has not been owned by Donald Trump since 1995. I did look it up because okay. I was like, does he still own that? Anyway. So across from the Plaza Hotel is a small shop or was a small shop with a sign that read Laws of Attraction Guided by Psychic Joyce Michaels. Walk-ins welcome. Psychic? This is a psychic episode? Yeah. Oh, my God. You have to share your psychic situation, by the way. But not like right now. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't have to use names. But No, no. But so there's a few psychics that worked there. And it was this cozy little shop. And most people would spend about like $50 for a palm reading or a birth chart reading. But one type of customer in particular piqued the interest of the psychics working in the shop. Sad women. Sad women. Sad women. Yeah. So sad women come in going through heartbreak or illness or loss, and they'd be looking for answers or for hope that everything was going to work out. And these women wouldn't get a $50 palm read, but instead would get the psychic's full attention. Mm. Then they would say, I can help you, but I need a personal item that I can pray or meditate on and then come back tomorrow and I will return it. So they give an item. Okay. And they are relieved the next day to see the item returned and have this new kind of trust built into the psychic. Okay. They're like, okay, I'm going to get, like, they did follow through. They gave back my item. So they return the item and they place this bomb or, like, they they drop this bomb, right? Oh, I'm like, what's happening? They place this bomb. Girl. Yeah. Sip, sip. Sip, sip. On my coffee. Okay. So... While they're meditating, they say that the they discover that the client was cursed in a previous life, and to fix it is totally free, but it would re- require a sacrifice, and not like a human or an animal, but money because money is obviously the root of all evil. Of course, um, you and must so sacrifice your monies. 
Yeah. And so once the sacrifice was cleansed and the curse was over, the money would be returned. So essentially, the service would be free. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jude, De- Jude Devro was one of these sad women. From the outside, you would have never guessed because she was seemingly thriving. She was a New York Times best-selling author of romance novels. Really? None of her covers, though, did have Fabio. I did look. <laughs> I looked at them all. That is so funny. Did you know that? Do you remember Leela? She and her husband like took a picture at the beach or whatever. Uh-huh. Slapped it out. Somebody reached out and they put her on the cover of their romance novel. <laughs> Maybe it was Drew Devereaux. Maybe. It was a really, a really like smoking hot picture of like them like just like. Bleh. Oh. They, but she's just so beautiful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. So. Jude Devereaux, to date, has written 82 books. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. She can't stop, won't stop. In 1991, she was a fledgling romance powerhouse with just a measly 17 novels under her belt. My God. Just a measly Measly. 17. But she was a millionaire nonetheless. So just raking in. She had – wait, hold on. I have to – did I write them down here? And a millionaire back there there? a lot – Means a lot of millionaires. Yeah. Like a million. Means a lot different than it, a million. A thousand today. millionaire now. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I saw this one post. I'm, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> a millionaire? A person who does not have millions. Wait, hold on. Okay. So some of these names. There's a lot of velvet. There's the Raider, River Lady, the Temptress, Ooh. Counterfeit Lady, Ooh. the Heiress. She has a whole sequel. They're all series? about women, yeah. Whole series with like velvet in the title, uh-huh. like Highland. Oh yeah, Highland Velvet, Velvet Song, <laughs> The Velvet Promise. Wow, I know. Oh my god, she's got like it's so crazy how she's so like like romance novel minded, but she's like sad. And maybe like, she's like living out her. I mean, I feel like every movie, again, obviously movies aren't real life. Every uh, movie about a romance novelist is always like, I have a sad life full of no romance. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. like and what's that movie? Something happens. Lost City. And with, oh, I don't with Sandra know. Bu- with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, this is like right up your alley. How have I seen it? And you Wait, not isn't seen that it. the funny one? Yeah. Lost City. The Lost City and Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, like a, we yeah. watched it. I yeah. don't remember it too much. Oh, she's like a romance novelist, and Channing Tatum is her Fabio. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember. Or Romancing the Stone. It Have was you ever so seen ridiculous. Romancing the Stone? Mm-mm. You should a thousand percent watch that. If any of our listeners have seen Romancing the Stone, please reach out. I don't feel like I've ever heard of that in my life. It's like a very famous movie. What? Yes, with like Michael Douglas and like oh, I love Kathleen Douglas. Turner, I think. I don't know. She's that. a romance novelist, and she goes for like a trip to the jungle, and they get i don't know sucked into some hijinks what no it's like really good no because it's like an action it's like basically the lost city is like a remake basically of that so you'd love it aldrich would love it actually aldrich has probably already seen it to be honest no he hasn't doubt it just on the title alone romancing the stone really no oh my god it's so good i know okay anyway jude devro only 17 novels still a millionaire though crazy But she was on her second failing marriage to an emotionally abusive man and was desperate to get out and was devastated that she was unable to have children up until this point. So she was depressed and she couldn't see a way out. She was contemplating suicide. 
But when she reached out to Joyce Michael Astrology, she found a little bit of a lifeline. So inside, she was welcomed by Joyce Michael herself. And though she didn't really believe in psychics, she found her to be a really good listener and very comforting. So she found herself coming back. Because that in itself is therapeutic. Like, just being able to talk it out and, like... And someone, like, focusing all of their attention on on you. On you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I think that's kind of the draw. Like, for a lot of times when we talk about, like, these, like, cults and Mm -hmm. these cult leaders is that one thing that they always feel, like, there are people... A lot of the people who fall for it, right, they're like, oh, I, no one had ever really seen me or given me that mm-hmm. much attention. And though, I mean, it gets yucky and they like love bomb and then like withhold. Yeah. I think that there's like really something about fulfilling that need to be like heard and listened to and right. seen. Right. So on the third visit, Joyce told Jude, I can give you what you want, a peaceful divorce. She tells her that her husband will deliver divorce papers to her between 4 or 5 p.m. And surprisingly, that happened just as she said. Like, down to the time, which could be chalked up just to luck. No. That is so specific. It is very specific. Did she, like, she must have, like, held him at gunpoint. (laughs) No, I do think. So, I... I have theories, and I'll talk about it later, but I have theories about how some of these things play out. Okay. So she starts seeing Joyce, Jude, she starts seeing Joyce four to five times a week, but little does she know that Joyce had hired a private investigator to look for clues into Jude's love life to help her with her predictions. Oh, wow. She's like mega invested. I do think that Joyce has some sort of like intuitive power. Uh Uh-huh. But I think she also like was like, hey, leaned into other things. I need, as well. I'm gonna need some. I need. I need to fill a few gaps here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Joyce called. So she helps her with her predictions. Joyce even calls Jude in hysterics, insisting she needs to leave her apartment right away because her husband was coming to kill her. Oh my god. Uh huh. So she checks herself into a hotel, and when the coast was clear, she goes back home and asks a guy working in her building if he'd seen anything. He was like, Yeah, your husband came by, and he was like the angriest I've ever seen him. Oh, my God. So, yeah, no, she's got some crazy intuitive situation for sure. Or she, like, knew something was up. Damn. Because she's got a PI watching him. Uh. I don't know. Either or. so expensive. Yeah, but if she's thinking that she's going to get millions out of this lady. So, Joyce tells Jude, whatever papers for the divorce, like, your husband will be dead in three years anyway. So, just sign. It doesn't really matter. It'll all come back to you. Just, like, don't just sign him. Get him out of the way. So Joyce is like, okay. And she at this point, she's like a full believer. Yeah. Because Joyce has been so helpful, Jude asks her to work for her full time so she can have access to her anytime she wants. Like a retainer almost, like yeah. a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Joyce says, yeah, for a million dollars a year. And at first, she said this is a joke, right? She's like, well, I told her a million dollars a year was a total joke. But also she cashed million dollar checks for 17 years. So she was like, Okay, chump change. Yeah, the million would be returned to her once the curse was broken, minus a few grand for the work Joyce had done. So she's like, I'll take a little bit off the top, but all of this will come back to you. Jude loses almost everything in the divorce, but it doesn't deter her from her million-dollar yearly monthly payments to Joyce. My God. Well, because she keeps cracking out Mm -hmm. more books. And through the years, Joyce seems to be a loyal friend to Jude. She went to all of her IVF treatments with her, sat by her side through eight miscarriages. Ouch. Honestly, I know. there's no pain like that. 
Yeah. And then she encouraged her to sell her New York apartment because she envisioned her future child falling out of the 21st story window. And of course, she helped negotiate the sale and kept the money. And then in 1997, at the age of 50, Jude finally did have a son. Via IVF or did she do adoption? Uh, IVF. She like she had him. Okay. 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 So any lingering doubts she might have had about Joyce at this point just melted away. Yeah. Forget it. Everything like she said is a good friend at this point too. They're intertwined. Mm -hmm. So Jude moves out of New York and just adores her son, and his mere existence was proof of Joyce's power. Yes. Joyce had stoked the fire of belief by dropping little hints of the magnitude of her power. She apparently was a consultant for the FBI, uh, Prince Charles, and the Pope. Oh. Um, She said that she saved baby Jessica from the well. Remember baby Jessica? No. The little baby that fell in a well, it was like the highlight of the 80s no oh a little baby fell down a well it took days to get her out days, days. where was this where is there a well i, don't know. I think it's like East in Coast. texas or something yeah that is no oh my god Could have been i remember being terrified of just sewers because i because uh, of baby jessica that is so crazy honestly I no i was scared of sewers but for other reasons <laughs> you might have been like maybe just born just born i was yeah. i'm an 86er so she also claimed that she orchestrated the 2000 Bush-Gore election recount <laughs> and that the 1973 film The Exorcist was based on one of her cases. Oh, my God. So she would just, like, drop these casually in com- conversation oh, yeah, and just, like, let it go and just be like, that was one of my guys. Oh. Yeah, Subtle right. here and there. Just And at this point, she's not going to be like, oh, my God, no way. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, she's just, she's just, just like, so yeah. believable. Like, it's like. Big deal things are not a big deal. Yeah, she was just like slowly incepting information that she would buy into her brain. So Jude was not super surprised when in 2001, Joyce says, I know who your next husband will be. Then Secretary of State Colin Powell. Mm. And Joyce uh, recruited a client and friend, Debbie Von Bulen, to write Jude as Powell because she didn't know how to use a computer. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god they ended up settling on faxes and so these love faxes went on for four years Bulen as colin powell secretary secretary of state colin powell said he would divorce his wife and marry jude and then become vice president and then Bulen, debbie von Bulen, testified later that she believed that this was part of a writing exercise that is she was like up. oh yeah i thought i was helping her out with like Writing exercises? writing exercises for this like very decorated author already like yeah get out of here. But the faxes indicate that Jude did believe that she was talking to the real Colin Powell. Well, yeah, because that's what she was told. Yeah, in one email or she, I guess they switched to email. She complained about Joyce, claiming that she hesitated to call her anymore because it was costing her hundreds of thousands of dollars to even just call her, and she was like, "Oh my God, Joyce is the worst." What? To Joyce. Or yeah. to Joyce to- as Colin Powell. Like, Joyce was monitoring all of these. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cringe. I know. That it is gets, so cringe. It gets worse. <laughs> By 2005, <laughs> Joyce had drained all of Joyce's money. Or, sorry. Joyce had drained all of Jude's money. She was living in North Carolina. Her son, Sam, was eight. He loved fishing and hunting and riding his motorized bike. But one night on October, he was riding after dark on a rural road, and he was hit by a truck. Fuck off. Really? Mm -hmm. 
His was death. He, did he, oh no, that was my set. Okay, obliterated Jude. But yeah. And oh. Joyce was there to pick up the pieces. She arranged the funeral, arranged for the sale of Jude's North Carolina home, rented Probably her. Probably collected some money off of that, scraped mm-hmm. some off the top for that. Rent arranged for her to rent an apartment in Florida where Joyce now lived because she was in Florida, took care of her, was like a, all like a pretty good friend yeah. to her yeah, during I mean, the time. Minus the deceiving. Minus the, th- the million the dollars that she was yeah. taking. Yeah, yeah. So it seemed that Joyce, once again, was proving to be a very good friend. But oh, fuck, no, she was not. Mm -mm. Joyce told Jude that her husband had hired some real serious black magic people to curse Sam and his soul. And it was up to Joyce and Jude to save Sam's soul from damnation. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So she says that she always knew that Sam would die. So she saved one of her embryos from the IVF treatments years earlier and implanted it into a virgin named Cynthia Miller. When she chose, she chose her because she looked like Grace Kelly. And she was like, I just wanted a beautiful son for you. And she looked like Grace Kelly. So I implanted this embryo in her. So she had just given birth to Sam's biological brother. Joyce arranged for Jude to be reincarnated into Cynthia's body when she died. So Jude changed her will, leaving everything to Cynthia because it was really just leaving it to herself. This is crazy. This is insane. Your face tells me there's more. It's But wait, there's more. Yeah. So I'm- she Jude Joyce tells Jude, always keep your doors unlocked. So then after you die, I can come get your belongings and bring everything over to you as Thea. So wait, okay, so just so I understand, she has convinced Jude to essentially accept her own death and leave everything to Cynthia because that is new Jude. Mm -hmm. All because Cynthia is a vessel for her. Okay. So she takes, or Jude takes, or Joyce takes Jude to the beach and is like, look at that Cynthia Miller and your son over there playing, but look how empty she is. She's just waiting for a soul, your soul. Jesus Christ, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I like, bitch, you know she's suicidal. Yeah. Like, why mess with I think somebody that she's like this? Pushing it. Like, I think that she's like. She's probably trying to get that revenge for talking all that shit. No, I, I don't think. I think that she doesn't even Cole care. And, okay. But wait, there's more. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She also told her that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were having relationship issues and that Cynthia Miller had caught Brad Pitt's eye and they were secretly married. And all of a sudden she starts to get emails from Pitt, again, Debbie Von Bulen, from the email address... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Brad Pitt at no. bradpitt.com <laughs> legend legend 0999 at yahoo.com <laughs> oh my god we should email it <laughs> we want people to come back I don't know this was like so this is 2007 I mean this isn't like this isn't like the 90s no people, it's not long ago you could have thought of a better email address legend <laughs> even bradpitt at yahoo.com be pit be pit B underscore pit. Yeah. I mean, so many things. So many ways. So many things. But legend zero nine nine nine. So soon June, Jude had hit rock bottom. 
She had no more money and was contemplating suicide again. She's living in a motel. And then on January 18th, 2008, Detective Charles Stack knocks on Jude's door and said he was investigating a psychic scammer by the name of Rose Marks. (gasps) Jude was confused. And then he clarified that Rose Marks is the legal name of the woman she knows as Joyce Michaels. Oh, my God. Yeah. She did not believe him. She was like, there's no way that my really good friend for the past 17 years, and I've given millions of dollars, could be scamming me. He then mentions that Cynthia Miller, that virgin that she's supposed to reincarnate to, is actually her daughter-in-law, Nancy Marks. Oh, my God. And that she's also in on the scam. You don't think... That she actually impregnated her daughter-in-law. No. Okay, thank you. I needed that. No, it was just her daughter-in-law had a baby. And then she was like, that's your son. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And Jude said it was like someone hit her with a hammer and she realized like all at once, like I've been had. Yeah. For a very long time. For a very long time. That's like the biggest rug from under your feet moment. I know. I mean, I know a lot of my friends for 17 years. And if any one of them were like scamming me, I just wouldn't. You no. can't. You can't. Mm-mm. That is so crazy. I know. It's okay. gross. So Charlie Stack was the only detective at the Fort Lauderdale Police Department that had a degree in accounting. So he was the only member of the fraud investigations unit. His stack of files was stacked so high, he was drowning in Ponzi schemes and mortgage fraud. And in 2007, his boss gave him a case involving a for- involving fortune telling. And he said it took like everything in his power not to roll his eyes. Because <laughs> it just sounds like so dumb compared to like everything else that's yeah. on his desk. And he was like an Irish Catholic son of a New York City cop. So he was like a very no bullshit Uh kind of guy. uh And so he's getting into the case and he sees that real people's lives have been ruined and it starts to like piss him off. Good. And so the complaint was directed at Joyce Michael Astrology. A woman had given her thousands of dollars under the expectation it would be returned, but it never was. And the complaint originated in New York, but then the money was moved through a complex series of accounts. But the biggest deposits were of those funds were to Rose Marks and Joyce Michael. And they were taking million, like millions and millions of dollars per year. So this Jude wasn't so the only crazy. person. No, they she were couldn't scamming. have been. And a lot of Stack's colleagues thought it was like pretty dumb. They were like, no one put a gun to anyone's head and took their money. They gave it willingly. Yeah. But Stack was like, no, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than just a few thousand dollars. So he coordinates with the U.S. Attorney's Office and the Secret Service, and they launch, launch a full investigation. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Called. Go on. Operation Crystal Ball. Oh, I like it. I know. Operation Crystal Ball. I know. I love it so much. I need a shirt that just says yeah, Operation Crystal Operation Ball. Yeah, Operation Crystal Ball. Rose Marks, they found out, was born into a second generation Roma family and was very closely tied that was very closely tied to their roots. So she grew up learning about the mystical arts, fortune telling from a long line of psychic matriarchs in New Jersey. Her family pulled her out of school when she was eight, and she was mostly taught how to be a good wife and a good daughter-in-law and how to tell fortunes. Like, that was it. And Rose had arranged had two arranged marriages that didn't work out well, but eventually married a man named Nicholas Marks and had three kids with him. She was the breadwinner of the family, and this lady just fucking hustled. Yeah, she's and hustling. So you have to kind of admire the hustle of yeah. it all if it weren't for, like— 
the life destroying consequences. Yeah, yeah. With if it wasn't for her taking just everybody down with like yeah. along the way. And honestly, she probably and so my theory is that she did ha- probably have a gift. But she had to have. Once that gift turned into like the yuck, I feel like she, and then she started using other ways to it's like an manipulate. Of her gift. Yeah. Yeah. So, so silly. It gives psychics a bad name. Yeah. So eventually they earned enough money, Rose Marks did, to buy a second home on the beach in Florida. They opened up even more storefronts and then filled them with her sisters, nieces, daughters, daughters-in-law, granddaughters. Oh my God. Just, it, it is a, a family hustle operation. And she had expensive taste. Like fancy glass-walled beach house, vintage Rolls Royces. Oh, out. I feel like I if you Anyone who drives a Rolls Royce, I don't know if I trust at Mm-mm. all. I don't want anything to do with a Rolls Royce. You can't trust a person who drives a Rolls Royce. Sorry if you do have one, but yeah. I don't know if I can I'm trust like, why you. Why do you have one? Yeah. There's just so much money. Yeah. So Stack raided their trash constantly and would find like Cartier and Tiffany boxes and just Jeez. like the fanciest of the fancy. And in the early 2000s, marked a huge change in Rose's demeanor. In the span of three years, she lost her parents, her husband, and her grandson. So she turned to pills, drinking, and gambling. And in the four years after the death, she lost over $9 million gambling at the Hard Rock. What? At the Hard Rock, Yeah, it's not something I saw would have seen coming. No. No. So she started staying back behind the scenes, pushing her clients harder for more money to keep up with the gambling, which is Which is why she's making all these dumb, Which is when she started the Colin Powell uh stuff and started, like, getting a little bit shadier. I mean, she was already pretty shady, but, like... No, but she turned it up. Yeah, she, like, turned it to 11. Uh As Stack surveilled the Marx family, he noticed they operated kind of like a mob family. Like, everyone had code names. They acted super dodgy. And then as he interviewed other victims, he grew more livid with each one. Good. There was a lawyer from England whose husband refused to have children with her, then died and left his frozen sperm to a much younger woman. Um, So she paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to get at lord knows what there's a japanese woman who had brain cancer that she had on the hook dangling a psychic cure for so much money that she was losing her home there was another woman who wanted to get her ex-husband back and when she died her family were shocked to find out she'd given all of her money away and left nothing for them oh my god there was another person that said they were told to buy a vacuum because the spirits just wanted a new one what Like buy a new one for this, like for the fortune. Keep they the, were like, keep the spirits, spirits want happy. A new keep the spirits happy. <laughs> but all of the hooks were the same. The woman would come crying. Um, she would. They would ask for an item. They would return it to build trust. Yeah, and then tell them they're cursed. They would ask for a very specific amount of money because money again, yeah. root of all evil. Yeah, and there would be like some sort of like you know you need to give five thousand because your number your because five is your number. And this is your number of whatever. So they would instruct them to be patient while they cleanse the money. If they ask for the money back before it's cleansed, all would be undone. And they would need to be completely hush-hush about it. That is so crazy. Like the spirits would know if you told anybody about this and then all would be undone. And honestly, at this point, I mean, everybody like she's presented herself in such a way that, of course, they believe her. Mm -hmm. Like, of course – they're all in. Well, and they trust because they're like, well, I gave them something. And they she, gave it back. And they gave it back. So must mm-hmm. be. 
So as the weeks went on, she would love bomb her clients. And then with a sense of urgency by like, hurry to the bank, we need to cleanse more. And then she would cleanse like, more to the bank. And then she would be like, well, if you aren't that serious about it, then like, what's even the point? Then just like, be why cursed. are we doing this? I don't care. It's yeah. not, if you want to be cursed, then be cursed. Like she would like Ew, be cold with that. Yeah. But you know how that like real Which is people also in, like because that intimidating. puts responsibility on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when people eventually wanted their money back, she would say that she had to sacrifice it or only the arching archangel Michael knows where it is. <laughs> and, I mean, I know. But I'm like, that's the shit that's going to get you caught, too. I know. Well, and it seems unbelievable, but in grief and pain and loneliness, people are looking for a lifeline. Literally and anything. Sometimes it's a cult. Sometimes it's a scammer or a religion or yeah. some other kind of like secular thing. Yeah. And I think that that's what made them so vulnerable mm -hmm. is that they were looking for They were looking anything. for any answers. Like, I'm ready to go get my energy healed <laughs> just to get, you know what I mean? That's us right now. That going is to get us. our energy healed via 80s computers, what I imagine. I like. mean, that's probably what it is. It's probably bigger than that thing. I know. It's probably bigger than this two by three box. But honestly, I'm like willing to see if it works because I'm wanting to get rid of my, you know, tension headaches. No. Whatever. We're going to do it. We'll Let's report back. Let's shake the Our energy healing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Jude Devereaux ended up working with uh, Detective Stack and going undercover for him, playing along and recording every phone call. And one phone call that was played at her trial, Jude asked for her money back. And Marks tells her she can't because it burned up during 9-11. It was in the Twin Towers. It was in the Twin Towers. Oh, my God. So when, when she <laughs> thinks of this shit... What part, at what point is she like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to go with this week. This is this is what, this is the stall tactic I'm going to use this week. Or this is what I'm going to use, you know. Yeah. She's totally going to believe this. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, at what point, I mean, I guess it's like, what, 2000 and, no, it's not that, what year was two? No, that was 2001. That's so much longer. So, I was yeah. like, I was like, maybe 9-11 was fresh. No, no it was not it fresh. wasn't. So she had she held on to that money. She held long. on. Well, and she held on. She kept that quote. It's, quote. it's in the Twin Towers. It's for in how the Twin long? Tower. Yeah. Oh, the, that old thing. I forgot to tell you about what happened. I a forgot solid to tell you when it ago. happened. Yeah. Ooh. So in 2011, Stack finally finishes investigation and arrested Rose Marks and her family on August 16th. They were charged with 61 counts of wire fraud, mail fraud, conspiracy to commit mail fraud and wire fraud, and money laundering. My God. That's all, very sad. Yeah. All eight members of her family pled guilty and got basically like slaps on the wrist. House arrest, probation, on top of restitution or whatever. But then Rose maintained her innocence and eventually went to trial. The trial was wild. And the judge was so annoyed by all these wealthy, well-educated <laughs> women making seemingly foolish decisions. Foolish decisions. That when the federal prosecutor mentioned Rose her, like, quote, sophisticated schemes, he was like, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. How is it sophisticated? This completely ridiculous story that some people actually believed or were convinced to believe were possible or true. He was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, this no, is so stupid. absolutely. He's like, uh, convincing story is what convincing story? I've yeah. yet to hear a He's convincing like, I don't story. Know. 
So despite the judge's bias, she was found guilty on all counts. Good. The jury was like, man. So she was sentenced to 10 years in prison where she got her GED and wrote a book. And then Jude and Charlie Stack became really good friends. He got Jude into boxing. And now she (gasps) writes murder mysteries. Ooh. And she said, uh, she said, now she's like, I've got a lot of anger and now I can kill whoever I want. Oh, my God. That is so funny. She really can in her books. Uh In her Um, books. Yes. And so in the spring, so the reason why I wanted to do this story is that not necessarily it doesn't relate back directly to yoga, but I think in being in a very like woo-woo, like kind of metaphysical space, mm-hmm. I mean, we're obviously open to like energy mm-hmm. and intuition and that kind of feeds into this. And in the spring of 2019, the New York Times ran a story called, quote, psychic mediums are the new wellness coaches. And then they did another one called venture capital is putting its money into astrology, which I have all those apps. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. You know, so I was like, ah, I feel like that's like uh, us. Yeah. So in order to research. So I. I have to also say that, like, I do believe in psychics. I wasn't sure that I did. But I um, did a bunch of research. Jess was here for this. Mm -hmm. But I did a bunch of research on psychics and psychic frauds and how a lot of, um, like, mediums or psychics, they can read people in order to give them the answers that they're looking for but not – but maybe aren't necessarily authentic. Right. Like they could give like general answers perhaps. Yeah, like or... very general. And then they like kind of come to the specific based on just like logic and being mm-hmm. able to read people. So I went to a psychic. When was that? Like a month ago? That not was like a, a, ago. Not even a month a couple, ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. I went to a psychic and I definitely was like, I'm going to give her nothing. And you know what? She was fucking awesome. I can't believe it. She pulled a name out of nowhere that I was like, and in the right context too. That I was like, what the fuck? And is this is a very specific name. And the situation was very specific. Very specific. So I was like mind blown a little bit. So um I honestly like I've always been too like scaredy cat to go see a site because I'm feeling like Jess thinks that they're gonna be like, you're gonna die tomorrow. Impending doom. I'm dying tomorrow. Yeah. Like I and I'm also the guy that like self-diagnoses myself. <laughs> However many You're times a year, self-diagnose yourself with death. Yeah, usually. And so I was like, um, I don't know that I could handle it, but I honestly am like really open to it. Did well, you get their information? So, yeah, I did. <gasps> so um, I also we're gonna talk. I was talking to Raquel Cohen, mm-hmm. and if I'll put her info in the show notes, but Raquel Cohen, she is an intuitive medium and a friend, and she's the best. She's and incredible. so we were talking recently about maybe doing an episode together about like like TikTok psychic frauds. Oh, which my would God. be really fun. Be really but good. I have a lot of questions. I've been trying to like clear it. Like I've been asking her questions about, you know, some red flags. And there's a lot of like energet like energetics involved with just like reading people and like consent and there's just it's really interesting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so we'll mm -hmm. do a follow-up with that because i couldn't pull it together enough to have her here for this today because obviously we played hooky yeah um, we keep playing hooky it's kind of we were supposed to record this days ago like last week like last week week ago yeah Yeah. and here we are but you know this is life i know this is kind of this is way more fun way more fun instead of like yeah i'm telling you it's not 11 p.m no exactly where we're like energetic i know we're like productive humans right now i know (laughs) look at us i cleaned my fridge out exterior 
I didn't, but I dropped my kids off at school, had a quick little uh, doctor's appointment, and I'm here. It's nice. so cool. Yeah. I know. All right. What should we call this one? Um, Operation Crystal <laughs> Fall. <laughs> Operation. <laughs> um, Operation. Operation. Crystal. I know. Operation Crystal. Oh, wait. I, there was another thing I was going <laughs> to. What? This is so stupid. We might have to cut this. What? This might have to be bonus. Okay. I have a list of books of romance title names. <laughs> some of them are real. Some of them are not. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> she just made them up. You just went. Off. No, they're from. Some are from movies. Oh. Some are not. Where the wolf leads. Fake. Real. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where the wolf leads. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Some animalistic the shit. The savage secret. Real. Fake. What? <laughs> it was like almost too good. Okay. Okay. The savage uh, secret. Emily's magical bejeweled cod piece. Mm. What? Fake. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it. First of all, it's very long. Um. Tudor historian Emily discovers the costume department of the museum contains a secret door to the court of King Henry VIII. An adventure awaits. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Grace before meat. That's so ridiculous that it's real. It's real. Oh, my God. The Reverend John Alford is a regular at his village butcher. <laughs> But one day, a new apprentice arrives in the form of a beautiful Emily Bones. Oh, is this the same girl? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Emily Bones! Emily Bones! And love blossoms oh, over at the lamb shanks. <laughs> over the lamb shanks? It's <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God, we could go on forever. I know. A match made of space. Fake. Yeah. Yeah. That's from Back to the Future. <laughs> What? When? What? George McFly's romance novel. Or maybe it's not a romance novel. It's a, you know, when he comes back from the future. Yeah. He's, got a, he's like, my book came in. Oh. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> oh, okay. That was good enough. I don't, yeah. I don't think we could top Grace before meat. No. Honestly, some of these or novels Emily's, are just so Emily's magical though. bejeweled cod piece. That's the one that had me <laughs> fucked up. I'm like, I can't even like wrap my head around something like that. It's long. Very specific. (laughs) I know. I feel like this one needs to be called something having to do with velvet. Velvet operation. Operation velvet. Velvet robes. Velvet rose. Operation velvet Velvet rose. Rose. That sounds like it is a romance novel. That is a romance novel. What do you think the cover looks like? It's red, but like a deep, deep red. And there's like, uh, no, it looks like a it's satin. A, it's like a, f- it's a rose with like the satin where it looks like. Like all the right. beauty and the beast Or rose. there's like a woman. Yeah. Or there's a woman with like a hood, like a druid. With a rose. Yeah. With a rose. With a rose when they're looking down. Yeah. And in the background, there's like the highlands. In the background, there's crystal balls. Crystal balls. Everywhere. <laughs> Just ball, 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 ball. <laughs> I'm imagining other that crystal video. balls. <laughs> when, but what video? <laughs> Like when I was thinking the balloons, the balloon video, the dance video. Oh, I'm sure you can. There's a bunch of balls. Yes. That was ridiculous. Crystal balls, not yep. testicles. Operation Crystal Ball. 
Operation Velvet. Velvet Marks. Velvet Rose. Velvet. You're the who's I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I'm yeah. gonna make I'm gonna use I'm gonna use Mid Journey. I'm gonna find the perfect we romance should... no novel cover <gasps> for this. I'm sure letter. there's a there's a there's a, a like an app for that. Like um like yeah, Mid Journey. Oh. Did I ever tell you? That's what I used for oh, just my our YouTube things that I've never done. Okay. Anyways, let's wrap it up. <laughs> um, please, if you are interested in supporting our podcast, we want to keep doing this. So if you are interested and want a shout out, um, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash spiritually fucked. Um, we'd really appreciate it. If not that, then if you could rate and review us, that would really, really help. That would be amazing. To keep us going. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at spiritually effed podcast for mostly all the pictures on the show notes. We usually post pictures for everything. I'm yeah. pretty good about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is it. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Bye. Happy Galentine's. Oh, yeah. Happy Galentine's. But, like, I almost went into something. Never mind. Yep. Don't okay. even Don't bow even. it out. Bow it out. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>